Welcome to Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Nita. The purpose of this podcast is to have those tough talks with parents of individuals with special needs. I've been in the field for 30 years, and we educators need your help. help. Our sponsor today is Untouched Products, all handmade skin and hair products which I use and recommend. recommend. If you would like to experience an organic skin and hair care product, go to Essie, type in untouched products, no space, and enjoy. And enjoy. Hello, listeners. How are you? I hope everyone is doing well. This is Nita with Teacher Talk 10. And you know me, before I start off, I've got to give you my little highlight of information I found out just out there visiting and talking with individuals that have adults or children with special needs. And what I found out this week is I met an individual that's 28 years old, and he's autistic. He's doing fine. He attends a day program. He is currently receiving recreational therapy. He has music therapy, and these therapies come to his home. And he had um, horseback riding for a while. So these are therapies that he has in place that are still out there for your guys once they reach uh, adulthood. But his parents started him on the list for services when he was very, very young. And I can't even tell you how serious it is to find out about putting your child on the list for services now. They may not kick in until they're 20, but if you put them on there when they're two or three, you have started the process. It hurts my heart when I hear parents of older individuals saying, I didn't know I should have put them on some kind of list because then you've added another 20 years to them getting services. And it can take a while. And these are things that you're entitled to, but you can't get them if you don't put them on the list. And nobody's going to come and say, hey, hey, your kid's autistic. Have you put him on a list of services so he can get, you know, all the services that he needs throughout his life because this individual, like I said, is 28 years old, so he's out of the education system. And I just wanted to give you that tidbit of information once again. You know me, I'm going to keep hacking and harping on things because it is so, so important. This podcast, I wanted to talk about follow the money. Follow the money. Where is this money coming from for special education services? Who's funding it? Um, Is there enough funds out there for our guys in the future? And the program since 1975 is being funded by the federal government, which at that time said, we will give money for education. Okay, so they said they would give some money for education in 1975. Up to now, the ID, which you may hear a lot that has to do with individuals with disability, Education Act is not a fully funded act. It has monies, but it's not fully funded. Fully funded said it's enough money out there for every state, every kid, 
to be able to have whatever they need. And we know that is not in place right now. So those are things that you need to look at. Keep your eye on the news. Listen to them talking about funding of different things. And then try to read and see how that's affecting uh, special education also. I thought that would be a really good topic to talk about. And in doing so, I went out there and I said, oh, I think I'm going to have a segment on my podcast that says, Google this. Because if you go out there and you Google ID, which you hear me shuffling my papers because that's what I'm going to go get now, is my Google. Because I Googled IDEA. And if you do that, you may not get it. You may have to put in Individuals with Disability Education Act. And when you do that, that's when you can find out what is it, okay? Uh, what are the parts of it? It's some reading involved. It's not too much technical. It's just um, politicky words. But you can read it and kind of get the gesture of what's going on. And they have a very uh, a website that can give you additional information. So it's not like, oh, I got the ID and it's a law, okay, that's it. No, you can actually go to their website and see what other things they're talking about are things that are in place for your particular child. Regular ed and special ed. When I say the education site, Yes, you can look at that, and it will give you some information regarding regular ed, too, even though our interest is the special ed individual. They have another uh, section on there that they call OSEP, the Office of Special Education, and I'm going to have to investigate that some more, but if you go to their website, they'll be telling you all about it, and it is a good tidbit of information. So you can find out, one, am I, is that something I should know, something I shouldn't know? And it's the same thing when you read OSCP. It talks about uh, it's the efforts to improve the outcome of children with disabilities from birth through 21. So if your child is diagnosed at birth with some type of disability, then he's entitled to get some kind of services or get directed to where he can get net required services. And I discovered that when I talked to an individual, and I believe I've mentioned to her in my earlier podcast, that has a daughter that is hearing impaired. And I had no idea. I was like, wow, where do you go from there? What happens? And she talked me all through it once she was diagnosed what they had to do, what the agency was out there that helped them. I wanted to say who it is, but I'm going to make sure before I do and come back and let you know. But this is when you'll start hearing all those places that they say, oh, you should donate to this or you should donate to that. They really do help individuals. And I'm not saying this is the service that she used. It could have been. I'll find out. But I know Easter Seal, they really, really do help guys, you know. And it's a lot of other services out there that work and help our individuals, too, when they are diagnosed. Uh, the OSEP, uh, which authorized formula grants to states, 
under Part B, grants to lead, lead agencies for infants and family programs. They have a Part C, discretionary grants. So it's a lot of granting going on. To, and Part D, to institutions of higher education and other nonprofit organizations to support grants for state personal development, technical assistance, and um, parent training and information. Go out here and look, guys. It's going to give you some things. It says early childhood and parent team. I'm just going to click on that just so I can see what it's talking about and give you a little idea. And that's when you get to talking about that early childhood and parent team office of special education program administrators. And they get a discretionary grant and cooperative agreement for projects directly to support federally established priorities. Like I said, it's going to be a lot of wording in here, but in other words, provision for services for infants, toddlers, and preschool children. All right? So like I said, your little guy is entitled to these services. And that's a good thing that they can go. Now, what we find out, got to get out of the site now. I'm through with ID. I'll come back. We'll have some more talks about it. But now I've got to give you the real deal on those little guys coming <clears throat> to preschool. Always remember, parents, and you've heard me say this before, that you have one child. Some instances you may have two children at home with autism. But it's nothing like the teacher in the classroom handling eight or ten of them, okay? Because these are ten individual people with individual personalities and individual outcomes in life, period. So the way we help as parents, we do what? We listen to the teacher. We ask questions. We work on things they need to do, like potty training, which could take longer, feeding themselves, dressing themselves, assisting with little jobs at the house. Remember, you know, early childhood is where you've got to start with our guys as far as learning different things. And it's going to take a long time. Otherwise, they're not going to get it overnight. No one gets anything overnight. But you have to start there as well as the type of behavior you want your child to display. You cannot ask the child to, it's okay and cute to hit me at home, but when we get out in public and you hit me and I say no, there's no distinguish there. Not unless you have already taught them when I say no, no is no. So let's work on that, parents. Uh, like I said, follow the money. Go read and Google. Go Google ID and see what they're talking about because that's something you'll hear about as long as they are here. You are here. I'm here. We're all here. Here, here. I'm sorry. I get carried away. All right, guys. I hope to hear comments. Anything you want to add or say to me, please do. Uh, if you have topics or something you want me to investigate on or talk about, Please let me know that also, and I've enjoyed being with you today. Thank you.